My top 10 tips of getting your most out of your college experience. One, you, the program will only work for you as hard as you work for your program. Two, take every class you can that your schedule will allow you to take because you're paying for it, so you might as well. Three, go out to parties and have fun because there is no better training than having to wake up for class the next morning and have a voice lesson because your vocal cords will thank you for the stamina later. (laughs) Four, everybody who wants to be in musical theater should take as much dance as they possibly can. Don't do it because it's a requirement. Even if you are the cover for the lead or the lead, there will be a finale number that you are going to have to do a dance step in. And you want to get that job because you can do that better than the other people. Five, use your faculty's office hours. If you're having a problem in class, this isn't like normal training programs. In musical theater, you find the teacher and you can reserve a room and you can go over the things that you're not getting. Whether they give you a private or work with you on a song, that's what they're there for and that's part of their job and it's part of your job. Six, challenge yourself to try harder in the things that you're not good at. In a program full of talented people, it's really easy to just live in what you do well and show up the other people in what you do well. But the most you're going to learn is if you take classes for the things you're not good at. Take more voice lessons or take piano. If you can't do it, you will be so happy you did. Number seven, eat the late night pizza. Get insomnia cookies because it's slightly less acceptable when you're not in college to be ordering cookies at 2 a.m. So you should do it while you're in college. Eight, Make the mistakes in college. There's nothing worse than seeing a grown person making mistakes that other people made while they were in college. Once you leave, you are a professional. And what Syracuse says is we're training emerging emerging professional theater artists. So when you exit, you're a professional. So if you have crazy wild tendencies or you're an unprepared person learn how that affects you in college so that when you get out you don't make those mistakes again nine don't worry about getting cast think about your the shows in your college as being a part of some regional theater season you're not right for every season so if you don't get a part that doesn't mean you're any less but use that opportunity to then work on your own maybe that's when you create a piece or you start writing or you teach class and work with your friends on new choreography use that extra time as a way to just hone your craft in more specificity 10 find yourself if you want to wear glitter every day don't listen to what anybody else says you can do it and if you start it and then you don't like it that's okay or if you find who you are it's where you're meant to find who you're supposed to be and your friends and let that take you into the world with new experiences. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Jonalyn Saxer, and Broadway inspires me to be ambitious. From Fit for Broadway, I'm Jane Jordan. And I'm Cassie Silva. Welcome to part two of our episode about college, learning, education, being teachers, students of life. Today we have Jonalyn Saxer and Stephanie Martinetti sharing some of their thoughts about the formative years that helped them prepare for the BUA. The most interesting course I took in college is hard because we had academic classes where I took nutrition and cooking and dynamics of addiction. And these were all interesting for me because you get to choose your academics for something that does interest you, not just a math or a science or what's going to be useful, though I did think they were useful. Um, So those are interesting because they were different, but I think truly the most interesting class for my process within it was a cabaret class that I took where there was about eight of us I think in the class and by the end of the semester we had all created a one-person cabaret that were like 20 to 40 minutes long and you had to be so creative and smart and imaginative to think of this and the teacher obviously helped lead us along and we would do check-ins throughout the semester But it was hard because it's like, it's you, like you're responsible. It's what you want to do. And everyone wants to do something they love, but something they're good at. Um, And you start by like, he would say, write down songs you want to sing. And then you kind of find like a common thing between those songs. And mine ended up being princess themed. (laughs) It was called Enchanted, a princess cabaret, and I had, part of the class was creating our own posters and everything, mine was all pink, and I think I still, I still surprise myself at how creative I got with that cabaret. I took this song called I Want to Be a Rockette, and I switched it to I Want to Be a Princess, and then I went through all of the words and changed it so it all had to do with princesses and Disneyland. And then I did like this medley that I worked with our accompanist on of all the different princess songs, Part of Your World, True Love's Kiss, you know, Someday My Prince Will Come, Just Around the River Bend, princess songs that I normally wouldn't get to sing. And we like changed the accompaniment so that they all had a different feel like like part of your world was more samba and then like just around the river bend kind of sounded like it was like a mama rose song from gypsy or like from funny girl or something it was it was cool to like do that and it you know i think it i surprised myself being able to create that as well as you find what makes you happy and what you're good at you find the common ground between those two and i realized that it i liked being funny and i liked singing princess songs so Yeah, that was the most interesting class. And I don't think I realized it until I look back at it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I created this cabaret. Like, could I do that now? Well, like, I did, so hopefully I would. academic electives that I took was nutrition and I partly took it because we all my friends took it together and it's an easy a class 
you know, the notes are online, the tests aren't too hard, most of it is in the notes, and it's a huge lecture class with like 200 people in it. They can't tell if you're paying attention or not. But I ended up going, of course, I went every day and took my own notes in addition to the notes that they gave us. And I actually learned so much, and I think that's when I really started looking at nutrition in a different way, not just thinking, well, this is lower calorie, so that's better for me, or this is fruit, so it's better for me. Knowing the balance that your diet needs and that not everything is as it seems, you know, and it's what I learned about formulating my calories and my diet to my lifestyle and I had also taken this dynamics of addiction class and in both classes they touched on eating disorders and of anorexia and you know we're very hyper aware of that in our business and especially in our department we were very aware um we then encouraged people to take the nutrition class if they could because one of the things that stuck with me from both of those classes is that with anorexia if you don't eat enough, then your body starts overstoring calories, even if they're fat calories, just so that they, you can have the energy because, you know, you have a resting caloric, you know, need. I don't know the technical words, but what it worries me is I make sure now that I don't eat things just because they're low calorie. I make sure I get enough protein and I get enough calories so that my body uses the right calories so that I can stay at the weight I want and fit so I can grow my muscles and not just be skinny but be muscular and healthy and strong and that I can get through the shows without being weak or without my body taking another way to support my lifestyle. I had a lot of incredible professors at Syracuse that each helped me in their own way and each were a special part of my training. And so to pick one, I have a really hard time with, but I have like my four favorites that made more of a difference in my life. And two of those were my dance teachers, and one of them was my ballet teacher, Tony, partly because he made me like ballet class, which is very difficult to do. And he pushed me so hard because one day I was like, should I take class on point? Like, would that be okay if I did that like on a Friday? And he looked at me and he's this like Italian man who like lost his voice. <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, like why aren't, why aren't you taking, you should take it on point every day. I don't see why not. And I was like, okay, I didn't mean that. But thank you for having faith in me that I can take this level of class on point all the time. As well as my, I have two teachers. One was a jazz teacher and one was a music theater teacher, Brian Simmett and Andrea Lee Smith. And they were both new to the program when I got there. And the best thing that I was able to do with them was sit down and we could talk about the business, talk about what we were doing in classes, what I wanted to do. Every time I auditioned for summer stock, I would go in to Andrea and Brian and talk about which opportunities might be best or how best to approach these auditions or I got a call back for this, will you help me out? And their candidness and their attachment to the real world is what made a big difference and made an easier transition for me. And then my last favorite teacher, his name is Rodney Hudson. 
and he is the most amazing and also the worst person in the world. Um, he was one of the best like acting teachers I could have ever had. And in one semester, I learned more about acting in a song from him than I think I learned any year after that. He has such a way of delivering the information about how to approach a song, which as a type A dancer, I didn't have those tools. And now I still, whenever I get new music, I say, what would Rodney say about this? What's my moment before? How can I color this? Oh, he would say that this moment needs to be more specific or why do I sing this note this way? Because it has to be character driven. And I think for me as a dancer, that kind of reaching out and helping me and he had a lot of faith in me. What makes me competitive in the New York musical theater dance world is because I'm able to take these other lessons I've learned as well as the incredible technique that I got from Tony. My lifestyle in college was crazy busy. I took as many courses as I possibly could. I convinced my teachers to take let me take extra courses and help out and do extra things. I took extra voice lessons and extra dance classes, as well as all of my academics. Um, and when I wasn't in a show, I was helping out with the show. My senior year after a show I was in finished, I did an independent project, which I self-produced and got my friends to be in because we wanted to do it and we wanted to work with our teacher. And my lifestyle was very, was very much, I lived in the drama department and I pinpointed my focus there and did as much as I could and I woke up every day and I made breakfast and I would have to pack my lunch because I hate buying food out I just think it's too much money and it's usually not as healthy for you as something you could make at home even though I can't cook I would make myself sandwiches and bring grapes and because of my course load you would I wouldn't have a long lunch break or anything so I would oft that's when I started practicing snacking throughout the day because I would need to eat something before this class but it wasn't before lunchtime. Um, I tried to sleep as much as I could and I that's when I started drinking coffee. <laughs> but I also made a point to enjoy college and we have a great safe party house at Syracuse with dress-up parties every weekend and I went and I had a great time and I made sure to be a college student but also I was rigorously training to be a professional. If we've learned one thing it's definitely that life is all about balance. Thanks for sharing Jonalyn. Now we're going to hear from Stephanie about what she would say to her younger self. Hi I'm Stephanie Martinetti and Broadway inspires me to be self-motivated. You know, this is something that I have ruminated on recently, the idea of what I would tell my younger self, because I recently did a, a newsletter thing, an alumni newsletter for my school, and they asked this question. Um, but it's, I would have told myself to slow down and enjoy it, because you're so young, you're not really, you're not going to learn everything in college. It's impossible, and you shouldn't try to. 
and you shouldn't try to be perfect coming out of college. I feel like the ultimate goal is you just feel confident enough to get by and you know, and that confidence can only continue to grow with age. I would have told myself to just enjoy this time in my life because it was such a special time and such a safe space and I was so hungry to work and to just get here and do the thing and go after the brass ring sort of but now I would do anything to be able to go back even and spend a day in that place and work on my craft and have teachers that care about you and your growth and and also college is just sort of like a utopian society where it's just beautiful. You don't have to worry about money. <laughs> you, you're getting to learn and do what you love. Yeah, I would just tell myself to slow down and enjoy it. But, you know, isn't that why they always say, like, youth is waste on, wasted on the young? Like, I'm an old lady. But, you know, if I knew even then, like 10 years out, what I know now, I think I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more. One of my favorite takeaways from school, something that really sort of changed my understanding of what it is to be an actor, was my junior year acting class. We Penn State has a really strong MFA acting program, and we were lucky enough to sort of piggyback on that a little bit. And so junior year we took with one of the heads of the, the MFA acting program. His name's Brant Pope. And it was my first... I don't even know if it's fair to say my first experience with Meisner work, but it was the first time I understood Meisner work. And it sort of became this, this almost a joke at this point, but he'd always say, you know, if, if a director says, be sexy, he'd be like, you're making the other person sexy. Make them sexy, you know, that sort of thing. But it really, he was the first acting teacher that I really understood what it was and at least just the tip of the iceberg I feel like even now I don't and I go in and out of it all the time working on material or with class or whatever but yeah that acting class really really was pivotal for me and what it is to be an actor and really inspired me as far as the acting part of musical theater because when you're younger you're just sort of it's easy to be like oh I just want to wear those beautiful costumes and sing and dance on stage there's not as much of a focus on the acting work and that was the first time that that sort of just came into my world um one of the so we we took with Brant the first semester and then the other head of the department Jim Wise we took with him second semester and we had this assignment called memorable character one of my favorite all-time assignments in college. I think about it so often now. We had to pick someone that we had encountered in real life. So it couldn't be someone that you saw on TV, someone you heard about, whatever. It had to be, it could be someone that you literally passed by on the street or someone that you intimately know, but they had to be a quote-unquote memorable character. Someone that you're like, that, their point of view on the world is quite interesting. Almost imitation-worthy, but the point of the assignment was very much about distinguishing the difference between taking on a point of view and doing an impression. And so we had to write a four-minute monologue and come into class and be, be this memorable character. And we would do the monologue and then we would have to interact with our classmates as the character. Then the second half of the assignment was 
Now that I think about it, it's so crazy. They took us to the local mall and just like unleashed us basically. And we had to go around the mall as the characters. And the point was, oh my gosh, the point was that you're interacting with real people. I'm sure they literally thought they like dumped the loony bin there for the day. But I I don't know. It's something that's really stuck with me. The idea of taking on a point of view versus doing an impression um, especially for musical theater, it's helpful because it's a little bit more, um, it's just a larger medium than, than TV or film or play acting even. So it's helpful for that, but man, yeah, that's one of the things. So now, even now I'll see someone on the street or meet someone and I'll be like, oh, that's a mem care. That's such a mem care. That'd be a great person to do for a memorable character. Funny enough, songs that I sang in college, I just recently went through my book and I was, my office space in my apartment is a mess. And so I was trying to grab other sheet music and I came across uh, from Violet um, on my way. And that was my showcase song. And I sang it for many auditions right out of school and it helped me book a lot of work. And then I retired it because it was just old and tired. And then I saw it and I was like, this guy... I got to give this guy a whirl again. So I actually just added it back in my book. I haven't sang it in forever, but it sort of just now has taken on all new meaning because it just makes me feel all the like the warm, fuzzy college feels because it reminds me of, of that time. Um, Left my troubles all behind me Back there when I climbed on board Jordan River's where you'll find me It's wide but not too wide to ford Is that good? Is that enough? <laughs> you are enough. Hi, Jane. Hi, Cassie. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your B for Broadway moment this week? Broadway inspires me to be consistent. Amen. Amen, sister friend. Yes. Yeah. In what ways have you been consistent this week? Just training. Yes. Just, just even if it's just doing a vocal warm up, if I don't have to sing for anything specific that day, if it's just showing up in some aspect to at least put in that that time that hour that minute um to just check in with everything that's happening and to be consistent so that you know I always fear that I'll go into an audition which has happened before where where I think oh gosh I hope that I know what this is and I'm prepared and obviously you know you know what you're doing but um yeah the consistency and even just training showing up on that mat at yoga yep to Pilates, to meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? That totally feeds into mine. Because really? when I was first thinking about mine, I was like, this week I haven't really had time to work out. And I yesterday like woke up early to go to a workout that I really didn't have time for, but I like made the time for it. Mm-hmm. So this week, Broadway inspires me to be eager. Is that like, does that represent that? Eager beaver. Yeah, an eagerness to like, do more, be more, um, give more. And um, I think it's more all-encompassing than just eager, but that seems like the right fit for now. But The vibe that I'm getting from you saying eager tied into what you're putting it into is that it it has uh, 
a positive air to it, meaning mm-hmm. actually showing up to the class that you don't have time for, but actually being there and happy to be there. Yes. As opposed to just be like, <gasps> thank you for articulating that for me. Thanks, buddy. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. I love your voice. <laughs> I love your voice. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. So we love community at Fit for Broadway, and we have a few fun clubs that you guys can join. One is a book club, and one is a run club. You can join them by emailing community at fitforbroadway.com. We read a book a month, and we run from time to time, usually on the weekends, over bridges, in the parks, to Broadway. They're really fun. Join us. You can find Jonalyn Saxer on Instagram and Twitter at JK Saxer, J-K-S-A-X-E-R. You can find Stephanie Martinetti on Twitter at Steph Nettie, S-T-E-P-H-N-E-T-T-I, or on Instagram at Steph Martinetti, S-T-E-P-H-M-A-R-T-I-G-N-E-T-T-I. Connect with us. Let us know what Broadway inspires you to be on fitforbroadway.com and on Instagram and Facebook at fit for broadway you can find my co-host cassie silva at cassie m as in magic silva or on my website cassiesilva.com you can find our sound engineer justin ramos who also composed all of our original music at just ramos or at my website justinramosmusic.com thanks for listening guys keep living the The b-way Okay. okay. Can you name five herbs? Um, cilantro. Go, girl. Oregano. Hey. Paprika. Okay. <laughs> Is that an herb? It, it, I don't uh, think so. It's a, it's a spice. Oh, oregano. Um, parsley. Yes. <laughs> Sage. Yes. Keep going. Oh You'll finish gosh. the song title soon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you know the song Scarborough Fair? No. Don't. I mean, maybe I do. I don't that was the, like the first maybe song like... I ever sang. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Oh, yeah. Nope. Parsley, Parsley sage, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Oh, rosemary. Five. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, so I want to teach you the Penn State cheer that all Penn Staters know. <laughs> Literally, if you see someone on the street, you can scream it. They'll scream it back to you. Okay. I okay. highly recommend this. Okay. So every football game, mm-hmm. they um, half the stadium does one half and the other half does the other. So I'll do the first part and you guys will do the second. Okay. So the fir- I say, we are. And you say, Penn, Penn, State. Penn State. Yeah. Okay. And then I do it again. We are. Penn, Penn State. State. We are. Penn State. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Wait, okay. So let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. That's it, though. Okay. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. See, we're so polite and we have school spirit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's a great university, you guys. Okay, Okay, we're ready. We are Penn Penn State. We are Penn State. We are Penn State. Thank you. You're You're welcome. welcome. Yes.
<laughs> Are we official now? Yes. yes. Congrats. Welcome. Oh I have I have diplomas for you in my back. Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even need to go to school. I get a diploma. <laughs> 